Welcome, welcome everybody to another installment of Show to V with Mike G, the show of life, the show of apples today, the show of PR. Now I'm going to be honest, PR is a necessary evil for many organizations, but it's nice to meet someone behind the PR that is very level-headed and very down-to-earth and a really genuine, nice person. The concept of a power couple, too, is an interesting one. I think of Mike and Jessica Sanders, who who I've both had on the show here, and then I think of our interview today with Wes and Mary Mickle, and I think about the things that combined they are able to do together, whereas they may not be able to do it alone. Mary's been through some things, Wes has been through some things, and it's going to be really great to share this with you, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Wes and Mary. There's not a lot of trees here in Texas. Yeah, there's not, right? There's not. I mean, there might be... Kerrville? Is that the... A little south of Kerrville, Mm -hmm. Medina. Medina, okay. The apple capital of Texas. The apple capital. Two acres, maybe. Is that it? Uh, It's a little more than that. Yeah. Is everybody vying for that, that same crop every year? Is it harder to get? No. No? No one even cares? I mean, cider producers, if you're going to get into buying apples, Mm -hmm. you're basically taking on a whole other business, and it's extremely cost-intensive. Is it? Um, So really, there's no competition whatsoever to buy those apples. So then that begs the question, why in the hell would you make a cider? (laughs) Yeah. Why Uh, would Argus make a cider, even though no matter how delicious it is, why would that be where you would start um i guess we uh really got into it because those apples down in medina mm-hmm. on upon trying them for the first time mm-hmm. they, they were they were something special by themselves really um you know you talk to people well i talk to people all the time about apples being texas it's always the exact same response mm-hmm. like oh god we had no idea that they grow apples in texas yeah right right yeah, no, I mean, yeah. they do they, they grow do. a lot of stuff here. fantastic some wheat, even I hear some rye too. Yeah. in certain spots, which is interesting. Yeah, it's it's nuts. I mean, so what was it? It was something special, you know. Did you taste the apple? What came first, the cider or the apple, the chicken or the egg? I mean, um, what... it, it was really that the apple because before yeah. Mary and I moved down here, um, I was in contact with Baxter Adams, who owned one of the orchards in Medina. Mm-hmm. And it was the dialogue that I started with him that really kind of started snowballing this, hey, what about cider? Right, right. Could we do this? I mean, we're starting to see a little bit of how the market was changing. Yeah. Cider, it, it didn't seem like a fad Was it seven years ago. Was it spawned by the, the non-gluten kind of movement or the... No. Because no? No. it's an interesting intersection, right? Because people right. are like, well, I'm not drinking beer now. Yeah. So cider becomes a really good option. It's the happy 
Happy coincidence. Yeah. Happy coincidence. Yeah. 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 We didn't give it. I think <laughs> after after working in restaurants, it's like I don't care if you have a gluten allergy. Right. Just... You're not gonna die. You're yeah. sensitive, but it's only because you're just sensitive. It's not you're sensitive to wheat. You know. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's one of those things that. It's if we so ever get, if I ever get Bill Norris in here, I just want to give him ten minutes to talk about people with gluten allergies. Rants. Yeah, I, I think it'll. <laughs> it's it terrible. A, have a special section. A special section. Yeah. Yeah. Rant section. But so when did this? When did this kind of mold this idea to make cider? When did Argus become an idea concept that you were starting to build? Um, I'd say probably what two thousand. Five? 2005 five. Oh, that's quite yeah. a while ago so you're almost looking 10 years in the well past, it was but... always just a thought yeah like oh this would be cool to do this right um when mary and i were living out in napa you're living in we... napa yeah one man point we gotta go that. there because okay. that's uh that's really fa- you're the fanciest people in this house right yes now. fancy pants and i'm wearing them <laughs> um, <in> shoebox <laughs> doesn't matter you living in soho it doesn't matter if you got 100 square feet right? yeah it was it, and i think both of us just we always thought, well, actually, we always bullshit, like, oh, we're going to have a family winery someday. Yeah. yeah ooh. I was like, well, actually, we could. It's not mm. going to be like one of these, you know, Silverado Trail properties, yeah. but right, we right. could do this. Um, anyway, but the cider, I just always enjoyed cider. That was actually right. one of the first things I ever had to drink mm. was cider. It's so, easy. It's comfortable. It's yeah, a beautiful it's, thing. It's really simple. And then upon having really good cider. Yeah. What was that? Where, where do you think you had kind of an elevated experience with cider? Uh, I remember the first time I had a French cider. It was just one of the um, two DuPonts. And it was mm. it was the first time I had one that was dry. Uh-huh. Um, it had bubbles like champagne. Oh, wow. And, you know, I was thinking to myself, wow, these apples can be made just like grapes. Is it the same DuPont that makes the Cabados? Uh, Which yes. would make sense, yes, right? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, wonderful Cavados too. But um, that was that was a point where it's like, man, I'm kind of inspired to yeah, make this something bigger. And it was crazy because no one in the states was even touching this. Right. Like, all right. these different styles, like anything Asturian, not even produced. Yeah. In the states, everyone was doing this one style. Mm-hmm. Everything was sweet. Right. Not everything, but for but the mostly, most part. I mean, that's the American palate. You talk about. The cocktail movement, why it, w- it fucking went into the gutter is because everything becomes so saccharine, right. you know, and that's what the resurgence has been and probably the popularity of cider craft cocktails is people dialed it back. Mm-hmm. Like I w- dry is not necessarily a bad thing, you know, is it hard? So was it hard getting a license? Cause oh, I, I went through this. <laughs> so from, from concept of doing the cider to actually having a facility, what was that like for you? Oh God! Our first facility—it was up in Leander. Oh, was it really? Yeah, okay. it was. It was so. It was a nine hundred square foot barn. Yeah. Only six hundred square feet were actually under a roof. Oh man! And I'm pretty sure it used to be an old grow house. Uh huh. Because it, it was. It was, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it was crazy because you walk in these, you know, these shitty doors that don't even close, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you're in this white room. It's pristine. That's just completely insulated. Like tons like of so that no one can shoot heat rays at oh, it to yeah. know what the hell yeah. you're doing in there. And yeah. uh, all these uh, uh, electrical wires hanging from the top. Really? For all, these... for all the heat lamps? Yeah. 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 So yeah. I was like, well, this is going to hold temperature pretty nicely. So <laughs> all right. at least like when it needs to be warm, it'll be it'll yeah. be warm. Yeah. 
So yeah, was that a good was that a good period? I, I always look back fondly on when we were roughing it, right? Like we were in the smaller facility, which we're still in, but but just for I, people uh, think we're in a bigger facility, but we're not. Honestly, right? I, yeah, we're still roughing it. So yeah, it's, 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 well, you got a was it a good was it a fun time to uh, share was, that? Yeah, together? definitely a fun time. We had a blast. Yeah, it was it was basically me or myself and Jules. Mm-hmm. Um, Jules joined me on the second day, second press we ever did. Yeah, he's still with us now. But we were working at Whole Foods together, and in, uh, in Austin, or yeah, in uh, in Austin, mm-hmm. and that was the job that I was doing while we were starting this company, right? And we would literally just get off work, get a bunch of beer, go uh-huh. out there and press apples. It was, <laughs> it was fantastic. Press an apple, shoot guns, shoot, yeah, shoot guns. Oh, oh, <laughs> well, it is Leander. When in Leander, yeah. <laughs> in retrospect, maybe my business would have been a little more successful if I would have taken it more seriously. Bullets but... are expensive, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they really are. That price, that price fluctuates insanely. Well, so go. Let's let's go back then because this is what one may consider a power couple. And you guys can scoff at me and all that bullshit, and that's fine, right? But you have a powerful PR force in the in the marriage. You have a powerful <laughs> pressing, gun-shooting, apple-making <laughs> force, right? So take me back to, uh, were you both from Arkansas? You grew yes. up in Arkansas? Yes. Or is this a high school sweetheart thing? No. No, you, no. dating was horrible in high school? No, okay, okay. <laughs> no, no. We, we didn't meet until college oh really we, we both went to the university of arkansas was it the same program you guys were in was it no we met at a bar mm-hmm. okay yeah yeah a My... cider no i'm kidding no yeah no called... the bar, bar was bar. called grubs oh yes, yes. yes. they have uh, mozzarella sticks i hope oh they man. absolutely i yeah. bet i bet you could guess the entire menu i yeah I, well Everything's covered in buffalo We don't have sauce. that much time. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> so what, what kind of, you know, paint that picture for me. How, how did you guys meet? Were you both just hanging out at the bar, enjoying jalapeno poppers <laughs> as you do? Um, uh, it was actually my first time in a bar. Really? Ever. I was 19. 19? No, I was 18. You were 18. I was yeah, 18. Yeah. No kidding. Um, and my older cousin is his classmate and... They graduated high school from. Oh, cool! So they were friends. Yes, so they were friends, and my cousin Eric was in town, moving me out of my freshman dorm the Mm -hmm. next day. Right, right. And he said, "I have to take you to this bar." Is it? (laughs) I used a fake ID. Oh, very good. And then that night, the the statute of limitations, statute of limitations, has passed. By the way, so you can just (laughs) any illegal behavior in the past is really not a problem. Um, and then yeah, that night I met Wes. No kidding. What was that like? Was he drunk on? Power? Yes. <laughs> no, Wes, Wes is not so graceful when it comes to the art of the ladies. No. <laughs> no, yeah. no. A brewer not being good at women? <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you sure? Having to talk to people in general. <laughs> um, I spilt a drink on his lap. Yeah, what was the drink? Um, gin, gin and tonic. Oh, gin and very, tonic. well, thank you very much. Yes. That's a wonderful thing. Yes. And so that's a good conversation starter, I imagine. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then we stayed up all night. Didn't even do anything dirty and yeah, just, just talking talked about right? music yeah. and food and what was the, the music we... like because i love music i always circle back to it was there a band that you guys bonded over there's oh. always like one, even the beatles count was, right i think it was flaming lips no kidding so hmm <laughs> i was thinking it might have been because i was listening to a lot of the cure at the time 
Yeah, but it wasn't. That, a, I mean, no. I you know either one that, of those is going to make you both look incredibly cool. Yeah. No, well, no, well, but I don't know. 17 seconds is a, Not really, know, the cure no. record. That, but yeah, that's, we don't know. <laughs> so it worked out, right? Obviously, we're here. How long have you guys been married now? Or together? Let's just, how long total? Together yeah. over 10 years. 10 years. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Did you ever imagine you'd be in business with one another? No, definitely not. No. no. Did you resist <laughs> it at every corner? Yes. Yeah. I could go back in the future. Talk to my younger self. So, West, you grew up in, you said Little Rock or was it outside of Little yeah, Rock? Yeah, I grew up in Little Rock. Yeah. Um, what kind of stuff were you into when you were younger? Well, I was in a, let's see, when I was in high school, I was in a band. What'd you play? Played bass. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, oh, that's why you were admiring yeah, that's, the that's Fender bass here in the corner. Yeah. I and your jazz bass. Uh yeah, I was doing that, and then I started working in restaurants when I was mm-hmm. like fifteen. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, That's pretty wa- young. Washing dishes. Was it part like standard. was it a family thing? Like was your family in the business or? No, not at all. Yeah. Um, what did, would a which like your parents would they would they do? Oh my um my dad was a lawyer. Okay. And my mom, she was a, a buyer decorator for like a uh, what would you call it? Just, a china a place home goods register shop for weddings at oh, okay. i don't know okay so yeah, a lot of those goddamn places yeah, yeah just, he used to wrap packages when he was young yeah, yeah. so you're like this kind of nice blend of what seems like a little bit art arty and crafty on your mom's side maybe right and then your dad is like incredibly structured and probably really detailed is that fair uh, ish ish yeah I, i'd say that's fair yeah um super waspy oh really yeah is, it, is anybody that is in little rock not waspy no, I'm not going to cast any yeah. generalizations because no. I've been to Little Rock. It's pretty sick. And it you was exactly like that. You can generalize. Yeah, exactly yeah. like that. Do you have any siblings? I do. My brother, Jeff, he actually joined our company a year ago. Less, a year oh, ago. cool. Yeah. Younger or older? Two years older. Did he, uh, were you the the successful one? Does he look back at you like that son of a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Making a company, he's got to hire me. Oh, man. Well, he was an energy broker mm-hmm. in Houston. Okay. And, I mean, basically, we would we would talk on the phone all the time about, hey, what are you doing? What are, you know, right. back and forth. And he was, not that he was unhappy. He was just, like, super burnout. Well, it's kind of boring. In Houston. I mean, no offense, but Houston's, all right, I'm not even going to get into Houston. Uh, but <laughs> energy, let's just say energy seemingly would be boring after a yeah. while. Yeah. He worked the night shift, too. Oh, he had God. Up the- you do what, like three straight weeks of night shift, and then he gets a week off. Oh man, he hated that's rough. Life so was he? He was ready then for yeah. A change. He, was, he was ready for change, and he went to school here at um, at UT. Oh, cool! In so, a, in account finance or something or, or advertising? Or, advertising. Yeah. Did he bring that portfolio to the company when he hopped on? No. no. She, Mary's shaking her head like ah, <laughs> I still got to do that. <laughs> no. no, but he's uh, he and Casey, his wife, and. They're two boys. I think they're really happy here. And That's killer. It's been nice having them. Yeah. They live really close to us, which is... They rented a house three blocks yeah. away from us. No kidding. Is that, did you, Do you value family being close by? A lot of people like, I could take them or leave them. I but... mean, it, it has its days. Yeah. It definitely has its days. <laughs> and then, you know, I see Jeff every single day. Yeah. So yeah. It's, uh, it's good, though. I mean, we, cool. we're pretty close. Yeah, it's great. Well, actually, we're extremely close, so that... Yeah, it's great. That's great. So the music thing, see, I always draw this parallel between spirits or beer or even just creating a product, like a tangible product. I don't feel the same way about apps and stuff like that because you can't touch it. It's very easy to do that. But do you feel like your 
your predilection towards creating music and playing music that that helps you think about creating a brand differently because you think about tastes right bass mid treble it's really not so different uh, or was it or is it a totally different side of your brain i would actually instead of thinking it more from the music perspective mm-hmm. um i was doing food for a while okay that's right yeah At i was 15 right i always draw more of a um, parallel to food just because it's yeah. obviously you're talking about olfactory and all that stuff sure, but, uh, sure. yeah just kind of that balance and like you're saying having something that's tangible yeah to me is very rewarding at the end of the day because right. i can actually you're physically leaving I, I can physically say this is right. what i do yeah um and i think that's that's really important for me just in this whole creative aspect of making different products right so. right it's kill. it's i mean it there's just, it's just something different about sweating towards making something that you hold in your hands. Some people like having kids. I like making bottles of gin. I mean, it's just like it's it's the same kind of thing, man. Leaving your imprint on the world, mm-hmm. you know. But Mary, did you also grow up in Little Rock? Um, yes. Yeah. Or right outside various suburbia outside. Yes. Um, I can't imagine you growing up on a farm. So I no. think that's good. Um, but. Same thing. I worked in restaurants since I was 15. No kidding. And grew up loving it. And parents in the same kind of field. Were your parents no, ever in food? My, nope. My parents are, uh, my dad's a banker and my mom's a nurse. No kidding. So, yes. So where did. I just really like to eat. Yeah. Where did it come from? Like, can you imagine the first time where you're like, I just want to deal with food? Well, um, at 15, I wanted my own money. Right. And that was the driving That's force. a good thing. I wanted to go out with my friends, and I didn't want to have to ask my parents for money. Right. So I became a hostess what at was, a... Yeah, what was that first? Like a dive Tex-Mex restaurant. Really? Yeah. Did you... What was the name I got of my yeah, wallet. that? I got my wallet stolen there. At the what? dive Tex-Mex place? Yeah, Cafe Santa Fe. No yeah. kidding. Which is funny because <laughs> you're in Arkansas that. with a New Mexico name for a Tex-Mex <laughs> yeah. place. It, I'm already confused. It closed Did it. shortly thereafter. How was the food? Um, meh. <laughs> yeah. It was okay. Did they have any mezcal? That's what everybody's wondering. Absolutely. No. No, of course no. not, right? No. Well, so where did that, frozen how did that, oh yeah, the frozen margaritas, yes. the headache machine? Yes. God, you gotta love it. What, I, I see, so you, obviously you did that for a bit, you, you and Wes both did, but you met in college, so what were you studying in college? Advertising and public relations underneath a That's broader a, journalism umbrella really yes so that actually paid off pretty well right no i knew um i didn't i knew right from the beginning i wanted to do some type of pr advertising what was it about pr is it the the freedom is it the creating the voice of a brand what exactly drew you to it i think i i can't pinpoint it for sure, certain, sure but i think i really just dug hearing other people's stories and telling them and making their businesses better for it yeah. and getting, you know, everyone wants butts and seats at the yeah, end of the day sure. when it comes to restaurants or... Did you freelance then? Like for, I mean, now you've got a really kind of a nice legacy in a sense. You've got a staff, you've got perennial, like you've got great clients. What was, did you have that first like freelance client that you worked for, like a friend that you were... No, actually, um, right when I graduated college, mm. I moved out to Napa where he was in culinary school and uh, okay, we, okay. Um, we both were working at Meadowood uh, Napa Valley which is now um, I mean it's internationally renowned it's gorgeous Crazy. but now it has 
two Michelin stars. Three. Three. No kidding. My bad. Three. Wow. Um, and it was the just, detail-oriented Wes over yeah, here, right? He's very much detail-oriented. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, so um, he was cooking, and I was doing um, basically guest itineraries for, like, the Glitterati. Making oh, wow. wine reservations and dinner reservations. and. So it was um, becoming, because that's a nice, uh, in a sense, a hybrid, right? Of right. kind of PR and the food. And so was it, did you... F- guys wrap up college finish your degrees and then head out to napa after that well he went um he's a couple of years older than me so he went to culinary school my senior year of college okay was it long Um, distance for a bit then yeah long distance for a year how was that actually it was awesome yeah it was was really great i he was like thousands of miles away why wouldn't that be awesome (laughs) um i as a high school senior yeah. or college senior, getting to go to Napa Valley about mm. five times a year, that was Not pretty so rad. Bad. And yeah. get to come back, right? Right, exactly. No, it was really fun. Yeah. How I long lived... were you guys in Napa? Was it... You were there for two and a half? Two and a half, almost three. Yeah. And I was there for about a year. So pretty good pedigree. Mm-hmm. Working in Napa at a Michelin star, now a three Michelin star restaurant, right? Yeah. Were you do... What were you were doing? Were you places. a sous chef? Were you... No, I was just, I was just working the line. Oh, cool. Um, I would, uh, there's this one place I worked at where I would, depending on whether I had morning or night classes, Mm -hmm. um, it's basically when I wasn't in school, I was working. Gotcha. So actually, and that was another thing when Mary moved out, we barely ever saw each other. Yeah. She was working crazy shifts and then between work and school, like I I was never around. Right. Um, That's the, that's the life, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, You just don't have time. Yeah. And I had no friends there too. I hung out with all the bellboys. How was that? It was awesome. Killer, right? Yeah. yeah. We had a great time. So what then, why the hell would you go <laughs> from Napa, even though it's incredibly expensive? I mean, maybe that's one reason. But why, what drew you down to Austin then? Well, next stop was San Francisco. I I yeah, should have yeah. known. Yeah. I should have <laughs> known it would have been another amazing place. Was it another gig for you? No, Mary got, she was interning. Like she was interning and working full time at Meadowood. Okay. And she was interning in the city. Mm-hmm. Seven days a week. Um, working, seven, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Um, you got your job opportunity down there, and I basically just tried to find something to do. What did what'd you find? There's a lot of, <laughs> there's bound to be some service stuff, right? Yeah. I ended you up. You didn't have to be a gigolo, did you? <laughs> oh, that's dude, happened to a couple of We would have made a lot more money. I, <laughs> there's a market for everybody. I yeah. feel like I could have made that. I mean,. <laughs> Uh, I got a job with... Uh, do you want to talk cider? <laughs> yeah. Or do you want to talk about my body? <laughs> uh, Either way, it's both like... Uh, yeah, you know, it's stunning. It's just content. Sure. So, we're, yeah, where'd you end up then? What's just um, doing this? I ended up working for uh, a guy named Tyler Florence. Doing... I, I know of Tyler Florence, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pretty boy, Tyler the, Florence? Yes, I was the I don't know him personally, so I'll, just, I'll take as many shots as I can. Yeah. How, uh, so, what, uh, what were you doing for Tyler Florence? Man, I was, it was kind of crazy. I started off um, doing some cookbook stuff, and then he opened a kitchen store, mm-hmm. and I was helping out with that, and then we'd always do these, like, you know, festivals, projects. Right, right. Um, so there's there's a lot of food focus to it. It was yeah. right when he was coming out with his baby food, so Wes went to a lot of baby yeah. food conferences. Yeah, how was that? That's got to be mind-numbing, I, I would know imagine. quite a bit about baby food. That's good. Um, How often do you eat baby food? <laughs> <laughs> it's been six years. Um, I weaned off of it. Yeah. Actually, I remember going to San Antonio, and I thought San Antonio was 
just a terrible place. Why? Well, well okay, this, this was a couple of years ago. Okay, I was yeah. there for a baby food convention. <laughs> I was not happy about I being there. I think that's how most like horror movies start. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I was at a baby food convention in San Antonio. <laughs> what? No ticket out. Uh, God, those moms were crazy. Anyway, oh, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. But so that's in, that is a crazy tangent for a career, right? Did you ever imagine you're going to be doing baby food for Tyler Florence's no. line? Is that is that ultimately what it was? Is he was yeah. diversifying his brand? And at the time, we were trying to open um, a couple restaurants, mm-hmm. one in Mill Valley, one in the city. And, you know, we were doing dinners for like investors and everything right, right. and there was just he had so many things going on yeah this like functional schizophrenia that i just like couldn't understand right um but actually i learned a lot from him as far as like you've got to put a lot of feelers out there to, a lot of irons to, in the fire yeah, as they say. to make something successful yeah. and actually one of the things that that um we were working on was his wine brand Mm-hmm. And that was more like my intro into this is the business side yeah. of of how you know having a winery works. Like right, this right. Is, this is sort of the infrastructure. Whether did you find that interesting at that point? Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Surprisingly simple too. Really. Um, and it really demystified the whole. This is what it takes to um, have your own winery. And so that it was or percolating, wine, not a winery, right? Because yeah, it's just yeah, a yeah. label for him, it's, right? Yeah, it's just a you label. make it a crush pad in San Francisco, right? Yeah, it's yeah. blending, yeah. So. And you pick the the foil stamp the, for the exactly. label, yeah, yeah. You might get to pick out your bottle if you want. To. Maybe. Um, How was it working with him? I mean, he's a he's a celebrity. Maybe not then, but he's a celebrity chef now. Is he a guy that's kind of a, is he pretty accessible? Oh yeah, completely. Um, his team at the time was great. Uh, Reed, his manager, mm-hmm. Anthony was doing most of the uh, uh, the culinary. Um, just a fantastic team. Yeah, it's a great place to learn. I imagine. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Did you? I, I gotta f- feel like that's one of those spots where like, yeah, this is pretty nice that I'm I'm doing this here. Yeah, it was, it was Kush pretty- gig, as they say. Not that it was easy. It you was, gotta deal with baby food, which no one ever. I, I'll never educational. meet another person ever that has to deal with baby food. But yeah. so okay, so San Francisco's going. You're working with Tyler Florence. You're getting a, a better understanding of maybe the booze industry. Maybe things are starting to percolate. Mary's working as, a, but you had a full time gig then, or you're still interning, right? Or, no, yeah. yeah, I I was hired on at Andrew Freeman and Company, which is a one of San Francisco's first boutique uh hospitality pr firm oh wow and so that's where i was his executive assistant no kidding how was that experience like secretary it's fucking crazy everything i've yeah. learned about sec- yeah, he's he he is dynamite good guy and yeah, yeah really good guy but you know just all over the place sure. and i did everything from get his dry cleaning to schedule everything and go to every single meeting with him and take notes wow. which i think is where I learned the bulk of my PR experience. What and is the most, the, kind of like the most notable brand of in his portfolio of hospitality? I'm not too familiar. Um, he does all the Kempton hotels. Oh, most, shit. Okay. Most of the Kempton hotels. Yeah, he used big. to be their in-house marketing for them before he started his own oh, wow. PR firm. So that was the big, that was the big brand. Yeah. And then a lot of just really cool um, spots like Perbaco and 
Um, wow. He has even more now. His office is huge. Crazy. Now, so, he's so it's like a big influence. Again, the, the stages are getting set. You're, Wes is learning about booze and kind of maybe thinking about how that would work out. You're working in hospitality. And where where does this all come to a head in San Francisco? What happens that drives you guys to that next phase? Is the Houston airport? Oh yeah, no. We, we, <laughs> that's never inspired anybody. No. Just for the, just no. for the record. No, well, we were engaged, um, mm. and I think we were just really homesick. Really, we missing the South or missing Arkansas? the yeah, South. Missing, missing the, the South. South. Yeah, we, I don't Friends remember hard, where. Man. Why were we in the Houston airport? We were coming I, to I and no from Litterop yeah. for <laughs> no some clue. reason, and yeah. then we just decided we wanted to. We had just gotten engaged, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, we wanted to move south, but not to Arkansas. Right, so. because no one would do that willingly. I mean, our jobs really don't exist there, or right. they didn't then. Not then, but maybe right. now. I mean, stuff's kind of... Actually, yeah, there's some actually really cool things happening in yeah. Rock yeah. and Fayetteville. And well, so you're in Houston now. So it, luckily, it's a cheap flight to Austin from, from Houston, but what happens there? Like, will you guys make we, the decision just to not get on the plane to go oh, that, somewhere else? That was or? basically just where we, we were had just the, in a layover, yeah. no waiting kidding. to go back to San Francisco. Oh, wow. Right. At Papados. Yeah. Papados. Yeah. Yes. I mean, where else do you eat in the Houston airport? It doesn't matter because uh, it's Papados. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, we just um, just kind of decided then and there we've we've got to get out of San Francisco. Yeah. It's, um, I guess you were, we were both kind of at a point in our career where, Either we were going to stay in San Francisco mm-hmm. and ride it out for God knows how well, long, yeah, right? How long it knows, would take. Just yeah. really. And um, I think we both saw it as a perfect time to go ahead and relocate mm-hmm. and find a new city that somewhere that we wanted to, to grow and right. thrive and to. And to a little thrive. bit more affordable. Sure. Yeah, the affordability yeah. was huge. Yeah. How, how disappointed you must be as Austin becomes increasingly more expensive. <laughs> Well, at the time, though, right? We it's got good. lucky, yeah. yeah. So we got yeah. real lucky. So, so you guys drove to Austin? Did you fly up? What happened after that Papa Do's drunken <laughs> narrative? Uh, I imagine. Definitely. <laughs> a lot of venting. No, yeah. um, I ended up getting a freelance job working for a PR firm in Austin, writing yeah. for them. Oh, cool. And um, we didn't even drive here to scope out apartments. We just, just went. Yeah, yeah, we just we, Googled apartments. No kidding. No. And you flew out, what, I, like on a Thursday, end up having a place on Friday? Like, is that how quick it turned around? We was, drove yeah, from San Francisco with my dad, yeah. and we came in on Halloween day. No kidding. Mm-hmm. So, so then that would make, what, how many years now? Because we're coming up on Halloween. Seven. Seven. Seven years. Seven. Never looked back. No, not at all. I mean, sometimes we'll say, oh, we miss it because of the weather. This location. <laughs> the weather. Right. Yeah, the right. Thai food. The Thai food. <laughs> um, That's a good point. But for the most part, no, never yeah. looked back. So it seemed like Austin, at least at that time, you said seven years. So we're talking like 2008, something like that. Yeah. it's a, It was a really prime time for cocktail culture was actually just, you can, you know, you can say some, there were some places on the map, but ultimately there wasn't the culture that there is now. It was no. just starting to percolate. I mean, I had a job coming in and Wes, a culinary and super America graduate, could mm-hmm. not find a job. Anyway. No kidding. Yeah, I wouldn't crazy. I wouldn't stash at Olivia twice. Did you really? <laughs> Shucked oysters the whole time. Yeah. Like, we yeah, still get James I, I, shit for it. Yeah. No kidding. James. <laughs> uh, 
No, I couldn't. I couldn't find a job, and but eventually I got a job at Whole Foods mm-hmm. as um, as basically the lead teacher. Oh, really? Doing all the uh, the classes for the LCC and mm-hmm. writing all the recipes and all that stuff. So that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's so it was great. actually kind of a dream job because I just got to go up to Whole Foods with my little shopping cart and just throw whatever throw I wanted together. to cook in there. That's amazing. Yeah, it was a fantastic job. He was a really good teacher. It was fun. Yeah. Well, I imagine you got a good, nice, again, a nice background, working with some celebrity chefs, working with baby food, working <laughs> in, in Napa at a Michelin star. I mean, that's a great background to start anything. So what was that moment? So you're still, I mean, I, I try not to give any credence or any kind of a uh, call out to the company that you worked for, but you worked for restaurant PR, right? right? That's that. And how, how was that experience? Did it start to wear you down where you're like, I just, I got it. I have to do this myself. Um, it was more like I wasn't so interested in the clients I was being assigned. Gotcha. Because you had um, no say in the clients probably, no, right? Yeah. No. And uh, me and my now business partner, Ali yeah. were, um, you guys both worked there? Yes, oh, that's cool. where we met and left together. And we both were on the same page. We could do this maybe better ourselves right. in a different house. And um, we can pick the clients that we love. Right. And then the ones that we did love came with us. Which is killer. Yeah. Did that cause any animosity? I, I mean, I suspect that it would cause a lot. Yes. It's all this non-compete <laughs> shit with the PR right. business. You know? um, I actually didn't have a non-compete, which... All right. Was good for me. That is a Not great... so much for... Did Ali have one? Uh, no. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys kind of got out and... Scott free. That's really, really essentially. good. Essentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, we... Yeah. And we will be four years old in January. Yeah. And so it's been a bit of a journey there, which I kind of want to get yeah. into a little bit, if that's okay. right. Okay. Sure? Um, yeah. And so... Uh, Argus, you guys are thinking about it. You're at the, I, I love it because I'm thinking of this as like a movie and we're back at the hot house. <laughs> yeah. With the exposed wires, the great fermentation in the winter because everything's uh. so fucking thermally sound, <laughs> you know, and Leander. And so where, what is, what is Argus? Like if you could say what it means to you, what, what, is, what was the thing that you wanted to do that was unique to you? It's one of those. Uh, yeah, it was. It was definitely using Texas fruit. Yeah, and making dry, more like hybrid Spanish French style ciders. Yeah, out of Texas fruit. Right. I mean, that was that was pretty much it. Yeah. From day one. Um, and did that branch out? I mean, I know you did the pineapple wine, the tapache. Yeah. It. I mean, just you got funky, man. Like, yeah, you started some. We like we went out there. Yeah, we, we definitely went out there. How I does think... that work? How because cider? So, and I, I can see him grinning, right? Cider is it's you can dial it in. People are relatively familiar, but once you start working with this other stuff, which as an artist you want to do, right? How does that resonate with that? People? That was Tapache was definitely the concept album. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and. Um, Oh man, I gotta think of a concept album that didn't work. That <laughs> there's gotta be one. Just think of just while we're doing this, think of a concept album that didn't work. Yeah, I'll come up with one. Please do. Uh, Melancholy and Infinite Sadness did not work for me, by the way. That's a terrible concept album, in my opinion. Hmm. So I'm one of the the minor, minorities there. But anyway, so you're working on this stuff that the concept records. Yeah, and then um, you know, we started out. Okay, this is all the Texas fruit we can get. Right. So we wanted to produce something else so that mm-hmm. we could produce year round. 
right and have more just more raw product to work with yeah um so we came out with tapache that was tapache and <laughs> wait, um, wait 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 that uh, was tapache <laughs> tell me did it turn <laughs> out the way that you wanted it to turn out it did okay it did it it came out exactly the way we wanted it to come out right now the problem with that was we were thinking okay we're located right down the street from jester king sure we're like people really want funky and funky, sour right like everyone's starting to talk about quite the leonard vices <laughs> and yeah. yeah yeah and um and it's nuts because it was such it still is such a divisive product. People either absolutely love oh, it's it polarizing, man. or think it is just the worst thing they've ever put in their right. mouth. Um so conceptually it, it came out it came out perfect. Because it did um, it was a conversation piece at the very least, right? Definitely. Yeah. And um the only thing was <laughs> I made this decision to do this without really seeing what Without trying this on people, mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. I just I was just trying you to push it down it, those man. roads. Yeah, you felt it. Um, and I learned tapache. We learned a lot from tapache. I mean, we, we made still a ton of it. yeah, we still mm -hmm. make tapache, and um, <laughs> we will continue to do so. Um, but sort of our takeaway from it was people want something very easy to drink. Sure, excessive. Um, they want they, they don't want a concept album. Right. Right. So <laughs> we recently came out with a pop album. Thank you very much. I love it. I love it. I love that analogy. Uh, the, the whole Fermentables line is yeah. all about clean, dry, easy to drink. We can yeah. produce those year round. And it also affords us to be able to just purchase whatever crazy fruit right. we can get our hands on. And it on. looks good. The branding on it is just spectacular. That's, yeah, that's totally all. Holy Mary, man. right? That's that's all Mary. Yeah, obviously, got a talent. Like, that's bound to be. How, how, I just so, it out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do it actually. Well, but you, it looks you great. Found Emma. A, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's really, really it's effective because it's it's instantly familiar, mm -hmm. much like a pop record, if you will. Mm -hmm. How how do you feel, Mary? Like watching the ups and downs of the creative process, which it's like, dude, right. you did that. The God summer of damn it, really? The summer of the summer of tapache, tapachery. Yeah. No, I mean, Wes knew right away when I tried it that. Mm, maybe not the yeah. general public will yeah. quite dig Appreciate. it unless you add agave nectar sure, and add sure. ice and maybe add some topo on top and yeah. really bastardize the shit out of it how does um, that, how does that work then when that happens like i don't have i have i'm sure you have no problem telling him exactly what you think no i don't yeah. no absolutely not yeah. um, not at all no Definitely um, not. <laughs> no. And nor normally she doesn't even have to say anything. So I'm like, right. All right, I I get it. I know I know what you're about to say. Yeah, right. So no, I mean eyes? it was most yeah. No, yeah. Well, no, it's just yeah. It, just I, that general. Eh. Yeah, I, that's the that's yeah. almost <laughs> the worst, right? <laughs> right. It's not. Oh, I don't like this. It's like it's not your best. Exactly. Which is the worst goddamn thing to hear. And he gets yeah. He it's gets sad. It's hard really... for me too. It's like, like well, I can't really drink this. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess we'll start over. Yeah. Right. It's hard, so right? Then the question was, how are we going to move this? Right. How much is left now? Um, you probably, don't have to tell me, but I imagine there's some, right? Yeah, there's probably about 150 cases left. That's not that much. Well, and the thing is, like, we, we just did this festival uh, with Shelton Brothers, our national distributor. In St. Petersburg? Yeah, in St. Petersburg. Yeah. And this was a room full of people that want to drink, like, Cantillon and just, like, super funky farm farmhouse style beers right right 
And um, I was, anytime we poured tapache, I'm like, God, I don't want to interact with these people. I'm like, I either love it or hate it. And it was just like home run every single time. That's amazing. Those are his people. Every single time. It was like right where you were made to be. Yeah. Your key demographic. So. Did that make it feel better? I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure that's <laughs> I slept really well that good, night. Good, yeah, yeah, that's what good. I'm wondering, right? Like there was a little bit of affirmation. Yeah. There's always yeah, the drunkest sleep. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole other, yeah. a whole other issue. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, but it seems like you've you've recovered well. You put out. Uh, I I don't know. I, I in in terms of like you could say critical. Let's just talk in terms of music, right? Like it's like a commercial failure, but it's not, right? You it's caught. Really on. I mean, you moved. You moved the needle. People were talking about it. You created something that no one did before in Texas. I mean, that's got to be good feeling. I mean, that's that's always been one of the main things that we've tried to do is to give the public, give consumers a product that they can't get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. But but it's crazy but because product. right. Yeah. And um if you were to look at the press for it, you would think it's a bestseller. We got oh, Garden know. Gun Best of the South. We were a finalist for yeah, that. Yeah, it was like I I couldn't um, stop reading about it. I had to then, try it. Every single story last summer was cocktails to make with tapache. Yeah. And so. It was nuts. Yeah. It's it's like a bizarre world. Right. PR is bizarre. Because the people are selling you this concept <laughs> that things are this way. It's like the sky is green. Wait, though. I'm looking at the sky. Yeah. Are you? Sh- are you? Sh- well, yeah. I'm wrong because it's got to be green because I read all that. But it is a good cocktail ingredient. Sure. I just can't drink it. It. By itself. Yeah. Yeah. The concept album. Yeah. Man, there's got to be another concept album. I keep thinking about this. I'm racking my brain. What is... um? It's funny. You went to Smashing Pumpkins. That's yeah. the one, though, because it's a two-disc record. They threw all the good songs off. Like, if you listen to B-Sides for that record, that is an amazing record that never really? happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Zero... Oh, God, don't even get me started. The 1979 single, the Zero mm-hmm. single, the Bolt with Butterflies Wings single, all those B-Sides make up better songs. And that's Flood's <laughs> fault. Flood... The producer is the one that wanted it to make it a concept record and really, really trimmed it into like this just limp kind of record. It's got it's some dynamic. IPod, yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, I've got it. I've got it for sure. There's some great songs, but yeah, I, I absolutely digress as a kid of the 80s and 90s going on a rant about melancholy. That hasn't happened in a long time for anybody, anybody. Well, so let you know. Let's let's draw the parallel then, Mary, because I've I've actually known you quite a quite a while, mm-hmm. and even from the moment that we were starting, uh, Genius was starting, and I always was drawn to your the way that you thought about things and the strength that you had and your your the talent on your team, like that was something that was like these guys are gonna fucking kill it and they're gonna be subversive, but in a very very good way, right? Not an unethical way. Mm-hmm. So. You guys, I feel like you approached everything correctly. You had a great staff. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, the industry, which, you know, there's, I love the conspiracy theories about what happened with this whole thing. But then, like, all of a sudden, you've invested your love and your passion into PR. And then PR fucks you. Yeah, big time. Right? And, like, oh, well, they're racist now. Strange Fruit is is obviously an allusion to uh, hanging people for racist reasons. I mean, how did that feel that they that you basically were stabbed in the back by the industry that you helped make in Austin? Oh, my, yeah, my heart got pulled out. Yeah. It was devastating. It's insane. It was me sitting in a dark room on Saturday night um, shaking because you see all these Twitter posts coming right. 
over and over and you're like, I didn't even know something could hit this fast yeah. until it happens to you. It was it was a crazy night. How did it you feel night. about it, Wes? Like, I mean, watching her passion project, right? Her livelihood getting fucking choked by the media. Well, I, I, I just... Brewers don't have feelings I just, normally. I but just, just don't believe that most you didn't people see need, a, need a voice to, you know, vent. Right. Twitter is just... You find control. it inconsequential in the it's end just, of the day. It's right. like, guys, come on. Right. You're being such a dick. But it's like, norm, you know, there's the normal, oh, I'm going to make fun of Donald Trump, which is fun. Really fun. Sure. Making fun of Hillary Clinton. That's fun, too. Right. And it's just kind of other times. It's very, very perennial. <laughs> oddly enough. But this was vindictive. It was very just. There was something different yeah. about this. Yeah. It felt very personal. Yeah. Um, Do you feel like it was a personal attack on you and Ali? Um, I feel like there was probably certain aspects of it that were very personal. Yeah. I feel like many people um, jumped on this um, thought that we were racist because we named it or we're just two just dumb ins- white girls that right. didn't know up from down and that we were so insensitive to, you know, the nation's plight that right. we would name our company this. And that was obviously not the case. Of course not. Um, should we have named it that? Probably not. That's a great Catherine Wheel song. I sent it to you. Yes, you did. No, it could mean a lot of different things. Right, it yeah. could be, and that's what how we, they want. That's what we thought it could be, and obviously, it wasn't. Yeah, so. it's a, it's it's such an interesting scenario. And in my time in Austin, I haven't seen such like a witch hunt because that's what it felt like. It well, it, yeah. it when it once it hit, and then the whole fake Twitter account was man, just like right, just turn it. <laughs> did, it is it in any way flattering that someone's going to go to that oh, level? Shit. No, no, it was horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, no, it was absolutely devastating. Um, but with all of that, right. it was amazing to see who really supported, you. supported us and really respected our work. Right. And uh, we kept almost all of our clients through that all. And they're all actually still with us. Yeah. And, and now it's not um, a thing. It's not a thing. And we actually, and I don't even think I've told you this. Oh, please. We changed our name two weeks ago. <laughs> well, this is a great, a great uh, <laughs> occasion that we're. Um, yeah. So we decided uh, we are resplendent hospitality resplendent. now. I like that. That's uh, there's. We had to name ourselves perennial in. About forty-eight hours. Gotcha. Then, um, and but perennial, ironically, just means short-lived, doesn't exa- it? Well, it actually means coming back and always coming back is the same thing, which so, we don't got want, it. want. Tenacity, to be. right? In a sense, um, which is good, yeah. in a certain respect. But we've decided, um, in addition to PR and marketing, mm-hmm. which we've always had kind of a one-tone business as far as that's concerned, right? Um, to do more events and oh, cool. um, talent booking. A more sophisticated social Stepping media into program, maybe entertainment and stuff like that. Um, yes, yeah. and uh, brand identity work, which all of which we've been doing for our clients right. so far, but we've never really uh, formalized nor monetized. Monetized. On it. Yeah. So um, yes, so we are respondent hospitality. So when is that that shift going to happen in the social media and stuff? Has it already happened? It's happened. Oh, cool. We've done a very slow roll of it. Obviously, it's very, since been you very don't seamless. even know. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea. And I try to keep up with this stuff. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not oblivious. We, um, It was a labor of love, but we were really excited about it. And all of our clients really dig it. And yeah. Same same clients. You All the same. Are we able to talk about Barley Swine having a sep- second location? 
Um, so it's actually not a second location. Oh, they just relocated? They are going to be relocating oh, because okay. of uh, the landlord. Everyone's moving out of that facility. Yeah, I know that uh, Anthony and Chad from Lick, they've yep. got that second spot mm-hmm. too up there. So, um, yeah, it's going to be bigger and um, a little bit different, but... yeah. Well, that's so that spot, you know, you'll see some some shops or centers, if you will, pop up around town. Mm-hmm. That center right there will define Burnett. Right. I have no doubt that gonna be cool. you've got Lick, Bufalina, Barley Swine. That will define it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited. When do you guys know when? So, um, they're saying November. I bet it'll yeah, be December. So and December. <laughs> Bryce Gilmer has only opened restaurants in December. His no entire kidding. tenure of opening restaurants, so which is kind of funny because we always say early fall and yeah. then it's always, always December. December. Well, that's good. I think that's fair then. It's always December. So it's about, are we past a year now since this whole bullshit kind of happened? Um, it'll be a year in December. Yeah. I feel just, just about that. Mm-hmm. How do you, do you feel like you're personally in a much better place now? Or is it the same? Or um, I feel that we are still um, tiptoeing around often, and really? that you know we're very much aware, way more aware of things we put out there right. in the public. As far as I mean, we just went on social media two weeks ago. As yeah. of well, it'll be Monday. Mm-hmm. As of two weeks ago, so I'm very much in tune to that, and um, I always just kind of prepare for the worst now. Right. Which is, it's kind of a shame, right? It the is. Guy becoming just, jaded in love, yeah. right? Your, right? Your heart's going to get broken. No, Allie and I really feel very jaded. And That's a shame. For people whose job is to embrace the public, that's right. not very... And not be jaded about the public. Right. It's got to be tough. I, you know, there's this thing I was listening to, and, you know, Mark Maron is, is a huge influence. I'm just going to say this one time, and that's the only good time I'm going to say yeah. it. I love Mark Maron. But he was interviewing Bob Guccione Jr., who start, his father started Penthouse, but he... Consequently, he started Spin. Mm-hmm. And Spin was a really subversive but yet effective journalistic platform in the, the 80s and the early 90s. And so they talk about how everybody is af- offended by something and all these kinds of kinds of things. How do you feel that now that anything that you could say could be misconstrued and will be and someone's going to always find it offensive? Like this wasn't like that two three years ago no i mean how do you feel about like every word is just scrutinized and for no reason i mean it's it's scary but then at the end of the day sometimes you're just like fuck it yeah (laughs) what do you do right what do you do to make everyone happy and appease the public and you know you can't yeah and they forget any anyway absolutely the attention span is a blip right on the radar it's crazy yeah it it's is. it's a it's a weird piece. Do you, West? Do you get into the social part of the Argus brand at all, or do you let Mary in the respond into it? Pretty simply, no. I you don't yeah, want to do I, it, do I, you? I mean, I I just found out about Instagram. Oh I really yeah, enjoy it's a that. thing now. Apparently, <laughs> he they gets sold the for updates on his phone. Dollars. It's really adorable yeah. seeing him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, do you do the out of focus selfies and shit? Oh, I I haven't gotten to that part of the thank, technology thank yet. So. Thank you very much. He actually sent me his first selfie when he was in St. Pete's. No kidding. I yeah. was, first off, I was drunk as shit. Sure, of course. Yeah. And you... I think I was trying to turn my phone off. No, right? he yeah. wrote me. He wrote me. He sent me a selfie, and it was captioned "sleep," and that was it. It's like this and night... his pants were still on, so you did it right yeah. because that's the main exactly. the main mistake that many people make, right? 
yes, yes. So this is the time in the interview in which we'll talk briefly. Every time we, we bring up a bottle and we get to sip a bottle from the collection and kind of talk about it. And I think that, Wes, you picking a brandy more or less makes a lot of sense, right? It's just this evolution of what you're already working on, if you think about it, just the distilled evolution, right? So we picked up a 1973 bottle, a bottle that was distilled in 1973. I'm not sure how long it was aged, but at least 15 to 18 years. And it's a Marie Defoe Armagnac. And speaking of brandies, right? Yeah. Armagnac is the punk band that opened up for Green Day. Green Day got all the glory, and this is Cognac, but then that band was really, really great. Like you talk about, mm-hmm. I could talk about the Descendants or Bad Religion, <laughs> and this is more that than it is that glossy punk. But what do you what do you think about the the flavor of it? You finished yours already, Wes, so I'm gonna assume you enjoyed it. Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, anytime that I have a spirit where you know, any brown spirit. Yeah. This is obviously seen some oak. Sure. If it's an oak bomb to me, first off, it's, You're out. it's like, what, yeah, what are you doing? Right. Um, just, but this one's like nice and sweet. It is. And yeah. that's all, I mean, that's all oak right there. Yeah. And, but it's, it's a back there just watching. It's not yeah. forcing you. It's not beating you over the head with it. What do you think? Mary? Not making a big deal out of it. Yeah. Cause you, you're well, immersed in spirits culture in austin so you've got a palette for that stuff as well what do you think of the the armaniac oh i dig it i just what he was saying it yeah. doesn't i don't think it makes a big deal out of itself it kind of just it's fucking self-evident back, but, how good yeah, it is right that's the greatest thing it's like it just right off the bat it's just like raisins vanilla and yeah i mean yeah it makes you want to bathe in it Definitely. It'll burn a little bit. So wear pants doing probably. Yeah. Wear some pants. Yeah. <laughs> just wear some pants. Any open and cuts. Just, just bring yeah. a straw. Yeah. Be aware. Yeah. But speaking of distilled spirits, you told me that you guys bought, let's say it's you bought a completely licensed still that the TTP knows about, no problems legally. So what well, is, what's the plan there? We can actually, um, with our license, we can't distill. Oh, but you can own one. But we can make essences. Okay, okay. And the only thing I is... I guess, Mary, ridiculous. are you just finding out about it? I have no idea about Yeah, that. let's nerd about it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, as long as it's fruit to fruit, so we can blend apples with apples, pears with pears. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've... I've always wanted to do a fortified cider. Yeah. And... Uh, with like a, a uh, brandy back or a apple like, uh, apple distillate backing the cider? Uh, more, more of like the eau de vie. Got it. Okay. Um, and... This is just a way for us to to get our efficiencies up a little bit better because yeah. in in our process, whether it's bottling, what have you, mm-hmm. there's always a certain amount of waste. Sure. And this is just to try and get 100 percent efficiency. Right. right kind of like with the like, grappa we were talking about, right? You exactly. Have that second press. Yeah. Do you, so, do you, do you see yourself uh, releasing a, a fortified yeah, wine or a fortified cider? We'll, we'll be releasing one. I, I don't know when. Sure. But that's that's going to be our next release. We've got our our 100 stellar apple release coming out here what is a stellar apple is it a certain varietal yeah it's a certain varietal sweet um, or dry or it is an apple that almost tastes like a pear oh really it's crazy you can't really find it commercially available yeah uh we were working with a grower last year out of arkansas um he's got taking it back home Yeah. yeah exactly he's got six acres that is basically his hobby orchard he's a pomologist by trade cool um and he has all these stellar trees uh once again this is a grower that never had any kind of viable means to move to move his bee fruit right, let's call right. it 
And um, God, shit, we did like ten trips up to Arkansas last year, picking up apples. Wow. Was... Did you go? You guys both? No, no, you like it's, like, it's yeah. the, it's no the manual no. labor, yeah. Wes. Nope. This is yeah. See ya. We did have our neighbor last Halloween ring with his kid and he was like man what's with all the apples because like <laughs> he would come late at night and have this giant trailer of yeah. apples like what's right in front of the house like, what is he gonna do with these yeah. apples like what it was really funny i wonder what he thought we did with them. i don't know <laughs> I, 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 I mean it's halloween apple oh, applesauce is good yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of parties a lot of people <laughs> bobbing for one million bobbing. caramel <laughs> apples <laughs> a big line of people that want to bob for apples <laughs> like who are you it's a it's a hell of a party house. It's yeah. Party house. <laughs> so you you did you you fermented some of them and are you that far down the path with this? Yeah, one? they um we're just now pulling them out of uh, barrels and doing the blending. Oh, cool. Actually, tomorrow I'm gonna be finishing all the blending. Oh wow. Um, but yeah, just um, we'll do that one, and then with our leftover barrels, uh, that's gonna go into a blend. Mm-hmm. Getting back to the cork and cage. Yeah that uh, we initially did with all of our brute styles, but I just want to do one that's fortified mm-hmm. just because that, that element of sweetness and sort of kind of what we're seeing here in this Armagnac, like that nice, just warm. Right. Right. Um, that Man, warm something head. that's past. It's like love. Warm that's fuzzies. the love note. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. warm fuzzy for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's, a, it's something very appealing about yeah. that. That's my educated descriptor. <laughs> that's way better than yeah. saying mouthfeel all the time, <laughs> just for the record. So what was so, the word? Love? Was that what you said? Warm fuzzies. Warm fuzzies. But that's good. I mean, it is. It, you can something that's beautiful, and you taste it, and you don't have to question it. That is love. I, I, not to get sappy, but honestly, no, that's but, like any spirit. Mm-hmm. Like that's why bourbon is such a, so enjoyable for me personally. It's like if you drink the great bourbon, you can taste the love in it. That's awesome. And the Armagnac, this particular one's no different. But so you think you're going to put it out? I I would love to to taste it. And when you, if you did put it out, how long do you think you are away from it? Uh, it'll probably be, God, I'd give anything if I could get it out yeah. in the winter. But realistically, approval, I man. know, I know I'm going to end up, you know, going through the distillation and then thinking, all right, we need to throw this in some barrels. Mm-hmm. It needs more time. So who knows? Probably next summer, next spring. Well, let's like talk, that. you know, if you, if you get down there using the still and not that you would have questions because I have full Full faith that your brainiac nature and CIA, right? Your Culinary Institute of America guy. Yep, is that right? That yeah, that is correct. I can't help worth a shit. That's a, <laughs> I'm you a guy. I'm, I'm a totally, you know, I'm just a dude. So yeah, I just need to buy some books and figure out what's going. On. That's the <laughs> best way. And that's another. I mean, he's totally self-taught. He that's got brilliant. the UC Davis wine course materials. Yeah, just read them all. Yeah, uh, honestly, the information that's at our disposal in this particular era of technology. Right. Oh, it's incredible. It's insane. I wouldn't have known shit about Sotola unless we found this case study from a Mexican college. And nice. it has every, it has the pHs, it has the SGs, bricks, it has everything. Like, hmm, all right, well, this is at my desk at all Excellent. times now. It's perfect, you know? <laughs> and I'm reaping all the yeah, benefits. I'm totally going to reap the benefits of being <laughs> obsessed with detail. Yeah, it's wonderful. I mean, I remember I did a Google search one time on co-fermentations of doing MLF at the same time as your primary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, here's this 20-page document that I can just hit print. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, great. I feel like we're cheating our way through this. Fantastic. We're stumbling upwards. Yes. Stumbling so, upwards, yes. Uh, so for Resplendent, you guys have had the rebrand. It's about two weeks old. You're venturing into entertainment. When is that first 
is Elton John going to be the first <laughs> entertainment? Well, mostly no. right now we're looking to um, work with different brands for South by events. That's the big cool. type of events we're booking right now. Yeah. Um, and the point of it too was because we really don't want to grow our client family too big mm-hmm. because we really enjoy the people we work with yeah. and don't want to take too. I mean, there's obviously a different restaurant opening every single day Absolutely. or bar and Austin and we really love the clients we work with and the more people we take on the more conflicts etc etc and so we wanted to find a way because you guys were talking about tangible things that you can hold in your hand Mm -hmm. PR is not so much that right but getting event is right events and booking parties and um, events at the venues yeah that's tangible extra income that we can show them at the end of the year that we helped bring in for them yeah it's great or helping them do their website on the back end or anything like that Mm -hmm. um just taking things off their plate every Absolutely, day yeah. are things that we want to help with. So if I think this is a great question to wrap things up, but you have any artist you can work with and throw an event for, let's say the world is at your disposal. Oh, who is the person that you would book and say, this is going to be the best fucking event ever. David Bowie. Oh my God. That's a brilliant. What do you think Wes? It's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. You'll come, up, you'll come up with something. I was thinking more from a comedy standpoint. Wait, yeah, oh, well, so oh, well, com- okay, that works too, right? Yeah, F one just happened. Uh, I don't know. You can't bring George Collin back, man. I'm sorry. No, if I think if they're dead, they just need to. They gotta have. They're gonna have to stay. But David Bowie, that's pretty brilliant. You've got to at least match that. I'm definitely not going to match you, it. You, no, no offense to these guys, <laughs> but I no, no. I'd probably do Flight of the Concords. Oh, yeah. that's good. That's yeah. pretty good. Just bring him back. Yeah, I've never Everyone seen Wes so them. bummed with the show canceled. No kidding. Flight of the Concords. Yes, a Brit guy or a. I'm a Brit guy. I think I'm more Jermaine. I think Jermaine? I like Jermaine. Really? Yeah. He's so weird looking. I know. Exactly. I love him, but he's, that's he's... why we like him. Brit's a and he plays the bass. So oh. yeah. It brings it all back, tell, back to the base. Tell Mike who you opened for at Riverfest. Oh, yeah. One time. And Little Rock. It's like our big... Yeah, the claim to fame for so, what? Yeah, I think it was... Forget a, the cider thing. It was 2001. Uh-huh. Set the scene. Won the Battle of the Bands uh-huh. and opened for Blues Travelers. <laughs> no way! <Yeah>. John Popper? <laughs> Pre-fat or post-fat? Uh, wow. No, he was still fat. Oh, yeah. that's classic John Popper. Yeah. That's when he really built it out on the harmonica. Not to a be a fattest one way or the other. <laughs> See, you're talking about offending people. You I know. just offended a ton <laughs> of people. I wish I could give a shit. I really <laughs> do. But you know what? Like SoundCloud, as long as I'm not ripping off any copyrights, I can put whatever I want on. There you go. It's brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Wes and Mary, for joining me. It was a wonderful chat. I'm looking forward to all this stuff coming out. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. The Thanks future David Thank Bowie you for having us. Show. Yes. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you. So what'd you guys think? I think it was a great conversation with Wes and Mary. You know, I've been meaning to ask Mary about the whole strange fruit situation for some time now. And it was great chatting with Wes about the Argus cider and some of the new stuff that they've got coming out. But, you know, together you feel like they've got a wonderful unified front, unified approach that they're going to take it all because they've got each other. And I don't, you know, maybe this is at the risk of sounding sappy and whatnot, but I'll tell you what, most of the people that I've chatted with here, having the love of somebody else, having that person to go home to, that's there's strength in that. That's something that you can't find in any other way. So 
I'm glad you joined me here today to check out this interview. Thanks again for tuning into Show to V. And no matter what, just keep keep dancing, please. <laughs> <laughs>